everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hidden Rebels podcast. I'm your host, Christina Marie Leonard, and today on the show, I have comedian Paige Wesley. Hi. I've been trying to get Paige on the show for a while, and because we both have crazy schedules, it's finally happening. It's been tough, for sure. <laughs> and, but the thing is, I see you a lot, because you do a lot of shows, and, and we've done some shows together, and um, so I see you. Yeah, oh, I feel like I see you, like, at least once a week, and every time we're like, oh, shit, we gotta record that thing. <laughs> I know, heaven forbid we have lives. I know. <laughs> well, and, like, this will be the first podcast in a while of, like, time taken off, because, like, I just got to the point where, like, I couldn't, I couldn't fit it in anymore, and also yeah. there was just, like, after The Last Jedi, everybody kind of, like, I don't want to say had the same opinion, but like, I was you exhausted. Got tired of talking to multiple people. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> and and it's because it's frustrating also to yeah because yeah. we we talked did we talk about it a little bit when we saw each Very other briefly like in between a show I think yeah um I I mean I feel like everyone fell into like one of two camps and I kind of fell in between the camps but yeah I mean I I didn't hate it. Uh, I I had some story concerns. I think was my biggest thing, um, and I think part of that is me, you know, having been to film school and therefore being too picky sometimes. Um, but I felt like we had like one third of the movie was amazing, a second third was like okay but needed some work, and then a third, like the last third of the movie. I would have cut out of that movie entirely. <laughs> like, if I had been allowed to edit it, I would have just, like, chopped it completely. Um, oh, my God. So I, that was mine. I like your thing. idea to just, like, cut out the last third. So how would you have had it end then? Oh, no, no, no. I would have I would have kept the ending. The third I would have cut out would have been um, the entire casino subplot. Oh, great choice for you not yeah, to have that in the movie. Gone. But the only downside is that if you cut that out, then Finn has nothing to do. Right. And you basically lose Rose's entire storyline, which, like, I didn't dislike Rose as a character. Um, I just hated that goddamn casino subplot. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was so problematic. Uh, but there were a lot of things that I really, really actually liked that the movie did. Um, I liked that allegedly, as far as we know, through this film, Ray's parents are no one, and that she's just a nobody. I love that. I, like, it was one of those things where after I saw um, Force Awakens, I was super excited, because it, I was one of the people that, like, loved it, even if it was derivative. I didn't care. (laughs) I was like, this is still so much better than the prequels. I'm happy. Um, And I was fully invested in all of the, like, theories of like who are raised parents where she from but then and so I kind of mourn a story that could have been where she was someone's kid but at the same time I feel like it gave her a little more agency to not be you know where it's just she's just her and there's no reason for it but now she has to deal with it yeah she's kind of just thrown into this crazy storm of for us a movie for for her life um 
And I, I actually really, really, really liked that choice. I thought it was good. I liked seeing that Leia had some force powers. Um, I loved when they hyperspeeded through that ship. I, like, gasped in the theater. I was all about it. Um, so it's, it's not... Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> the leaf blower literally started up next to the window I was standing to. Um, it's not a bad movie. Um, it's definitely not the worst Star Wars movie. I mean, for me, it was still better than all the prequels. <laughs> so, and I saw Revenge of the Sith, like, six times in theaters. So, like, that's saying something. But it was better. So, yeah. Well, speaking I, of... I hate it, didn't uh, love it, but, you know. I'm yeah. I, I... I value all of your points. I think that you're a smart Star Wars fan, and that's me being judgy. I'm judgy right now. <laughs> that's, that's totally okay. <laughs> Do, speaking of the worst Star Wars movie ever, though, so I'm not sure exactly when this episode will come out, but we're currently recording it in early February, and the Han Solo right. trailer just came out. And I'm excited about that, actually. You are? Okay, yeah. So how so, and what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm more excited for everyone besides Han Solo in that show. <laughs> like, I cannot wait to see Donald Glover as Lando. I am on board for it. Um, I feel like, this, this is going to sound crazy, I feel like pretty much every new Star Wars movie this time around has been at the very least enjoyably watchable. If that makes sense. Like, it's kind of like a Marvel movie. Where, like, I'm going to go... There's probably not going to be anything wildly amazing about it. They're not going to win Oscars. But I'm going to have a good time, and I might even genuinely like it. So, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I, I like your movie. comparison to a Marvel movie. And I think... That's basically what they are now. You're right. And I guess, yeah. I guess it's not necessarily Star Wars' fault. It's also just the fact that... There's more stuff out there. It's not just Star Wars that's doing it now. Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, from a marketing standpoint, I mean, they're owned by the same people. Like, Disney knows what works for Marvel. They're going to probably try and replicate the same. And, I mean, that's not the end of the world. I enjoy most Marvel movies. Um, If someone asks me to go see a movie and they're like, eh, this Marvel thing is out, I'm down. I'll go. I know it's at least going to be halfway fun, so why not? And I feel like as much as I love the original trilogy, like, love it, we give it a little too much credit sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everyone wants to hold it up like it's some magic, perfect set of films. But the original trilogy has its problems as well. Oh, (laughs) yeah. perfect. So I, I think it's okay for them to kind of just be fun. I'm okay with that. What did you think of... So, do you think that the trailer of the new Han Solo movie is going to be an, a good indicator? And this is, by the way, the the trailer I'm referring to is the one that came out during like the Super Bowl. Ago, right? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because by the time this is up, there might be more trailers, but we're referring right. to the first trailer. Do you think that's a good indicator of what we'll get, or do you think they're just kind of just teasing us a little? You know, I feel like... They have gotten, and Marvel too, progressively better about those trailers. Where I don't think they're giving too much away, but I think they're giving us 
kind of what the vibe of the movie is going to be. So, from what I've seen of, like, the only one that really, really was kind of deceiving was Rogue One. Mm. Where, like, that trailer, I was like, oh, a Star Wars movie with, like, a girl protagonist. Like, this is awesome. And then you go and, like, everyone dies. <laughs> it's so depressing. Um, I feel like that was the last one that kind of curveballed us. <laughs> I feel like what we saw is pretty much what we're going to get. Yeah, I, close to it. I think I, I think you're right, but I'm kind of upset about it because I felt like it was a pretty generic trailer, yeah. and like I guess I'm at a stage where I'm sort of like disheartened by a lot of things Hollywood. Like I don't know if I want to watch just like shitty movies. Like I guess I guess I feel like the Star Wars movies are too well done. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Such a dumb. I, 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 can, I can understand that as a criticism. That makes sense. It's like they're just like too... It's like it's like they sold out to the fans. They, they definitely did. I mean, well, and that was the biggest criticism about Force Awakens. Is that they were like, they gave fans the movie they wanted, but it's not the best movie they could have given us. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but you wouldn't have liked the best movie they could have <laughs> given you. Like, the best movie they could have given you is like... The Martian or something like that and, and you would have hated it and it wouldn't have been what you wanted so I feel like there's no there's no pleasing any of them there's real not. real talk with Paige Wesley <laughs> yeah there's there's not that's like on on my show uh, I have a podcast about cults and we have a million people every week just being like do this cult do that cult do this cult or when we do a cult they talked about they're like you didn't even talk about this one thing you can't please everybody. <laughs> you <laughs> no. kind of have to just make the thing you want to make and hope that enough people like it to make money. Um, and I think that's kind of what they're going for. They're like, we're banking on the fact that most people are going to be okay with this storyline. <laughs> so that's, I think, what we're going to get. So I, I don't know. I was very attached to the mythos and the characters as a kid. I think I saw the original trilogy when I was about seven. So I was super young and, like, loved it fiercely. And then even, like, I, I didn't like episode one, but I had a huge crush on Hayden Christensen at the time. <laughs> so I was, too. like, all on board for two and three and then watched them later in life and realized how bad they were. Um, so I think at this point in my life, I'm like, oh, I'm down to enjoy it. I'm not going to get bent out of shape if I think that Han Solo wouldn't have done that. You know, I didn't think too hard about what Han Solo did before the prequels and before the other movies. So, I don't know. I've kind of just decided to be okay with what they give us, which is kind of a weird way to think about something that I'm a huge fan of. But, like, unless they go crazy, I feel like I'll be okay with it. That's just, like, a lot of growth, I feel like, as an adult. (laughs) You know, like I was, because yeah. I was. I'm glad that you shared about how you got into Star Wars, because I was gonna ask you that, and and it's crazy to think like, as as kids, like growing up, I totally would not be like, oh, all right, well, I'm gonna accept that. But then again, right. as an adult, I'm not accepting it. But like, so so I I want to hear more about you for the audience that doesn't know you yet. So you where you got into Star Wars when you were seven, and where are you from, Paige? Uh, I'm from Northern California, so I'm from the Bay Area, just a little bit east of Oakland. Um, I grew up in a place called Fremont, 
which is actually kind of South Bay near San Jose. And then when I was like 14, 15, my parents moved to Dublin. So, yeah. Dublin, Ireland? No, no, there's Dublin, California. Oh, I was like, I don't hear any (laughs) Irish dialect. I always forget that there is another Dublin. I was like, yeah, we're in Dublin, because I think of it as just like, this small town that no one's ever been to and the people are like wait a second you mean the capital of that other country and i'm like oh no uh just <laughs> this one place that has a couple pretty good burger places and has a wicked saint patrick's day parade every year oh my so, god that's so yeah. cool so it, yeah. it is kind of like an irish does is there is an irish culture there in dublin there, Cal- there is like we moved there a little too late for me to like grow up in it um i was already kind of like going into high school at that point like junior high high school um but there is like like if you were born and grew up in dublin california there's like irish step dancing classes for kids and like all the fairs and everything have irish stuff and it's not a wildly Irish place, like people wise. Um, I would I would argue that there's probably more Italians than Irish people there, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, it's kind of right at the foothills of what is kind of like a new and emerging wine country up north. So yeah, it, cool. it's an interesting place that has, I think, kind of changed a lot in the past probably 15 years since we moved there, so. Cool. Yeah. And so you moved to L.A., um, did you move here to, because you do stand-up, which we touched on at the beginning, um, <laughs> do, do you, and you, and you, um, did you move here to do stand-up, or you also act, I know, because we were in a movie together that we didn't we, have any we scenes together. We were in together. a movie together that I feel like has been reshot three times. I don't know. <laughs> did you shoot it the third time? I think I only shot it two of the three times. Me too. But I don't know if the third time happened. I don't know. I don't know either, but it was nice because, like, I feel like our friendship stemmed from it, even though, like, we literally like, just... Hey, you were in that thing. We weren't even in the same scenes. I don't even think we shot the same day. No, but I think like, that he just, like, yeah. wanted us to all, like, follow each other on... He, like, posted something on Twitter and tagged us all, and then I think we just, like, followed each other, all of us. Yes. No, I think you're right. <laughs> so I guess that's, like, what came out of it for for it's, me anyway. It's on my IMDb. It's, like, the only thing on there. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so, which I think is hilarious because I don't think it ever got fully released. No, like I, I feel like it's been reshot and reshot, and they keep cutting it. It's never come out, but it's on my IMDb. So people sometimes ask about it, like when I go, <laughs> like when I go to gigs that are like outside of LA, and they try to like creep on you ahead of time to figure out like what to say in your intro and stuff. They're like, so tell me about this uh, this movie. I was like, oh, oh, that. Sorry, I didn't put that there. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's so weird with IMDb. Like, I have things, a couple things on there. Well, there's one thing that I never actually even acted in. I was supposed to do, like, a voiceover part, and then they just, like, never got me to do it. So, and I think the rest of the film's done. And I'm like, did you just not have the voiceover? Or, like, okay. <laughs> thank, thank you. So thank weird. You extra credit, I guess. So, um, did, did you move I, here? Uh-huh. I moved to Orange County first when I was about 18 um, to go to college. So I did my first couple years at UC Irvine, 
and then eventually transferred to UCLA Extension for film and TV writing. Oh, right, because you were talking about how that that warped your perspective. Right. So at that point, we moved to L.A. I actually moved with the girl who was my college roommate at the time. Um, We were living in an apartment together off campus, like a condo kind of thing. And she had gotten into paralegal school at UCLA, and I had gotten into a film writing program. And so we both decided to go and moved to Culver City first because it's pretty close to UCLA as far as commuting goes, um, but not as expensive as the stuff that's actually close to UCLA. And um, she worked at three different Starbucks to afford our rent. And thankfully, the job I had at Sir Latob in Orange County was willing to transfer me to the one at the Curve. So we both had kind of like crazy service industry jobs our first couple years here. And then I ended up moving to Hollywood to be closer to my job after I graduated because I had been promoted within Sir Latob. And it wasn't until then that I started doing stand-up. So... It, it was a while. And you, um, and and you it, do stand-up about that job that you no longer work at, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I no longer have. It, it's yeah. great, though, but I feel like it made for so, so much good material. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, anytime you deal with people, like, my, my current job now, even though it's a very different job, we still deal with the public a little bit, and you still get crazy. Like, it is amazing how little attention people pay to things and that is typically what you run into where like I have a story that I tell on stage about a lady who tried to return a towel that said Merry Christmas because she was convinced that it said Merry Christmas backwards <laughs> but she was just holding the towel backwards oh my <laughs> like she was God. just holding it the wrong way around but it's stuff like that all the time like my new job is um, customer support for a tech startup and so it'll be people who are, like, trying to use this software, and they're like, I can't find the damn documents file, and you're just like, it's here under documents. Uh, so it's a lot of that. Oh, my it's, God. It's different and yet similar at the same time. Have you ever seen the show The IT Crowd? Yes. When I, he... watched, I, see, I never got into Big Bang Theory because I had seen IT Crowd first. and was just like, fuck you, American nerds. <laughs> just watched IT Crowd. So. Yes. That kind of reminds me of, like, when he's like, have you tried uh, unplugging it? Turning unplugging it off it? and on again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I've never had to do that one, but I have had to teach a lady how to use the Zoom function on her screen. Because <laughs> she's like, the damn text is so small. And I'm like, okay, if you go up to the corner. So you've met my mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's getting... Probably. Probably. <laughs> well, I'm I'm so glad you're here and you're doing it. And um, do you have do you have a, a like a website with your shows or anywhere we should find you? I do, and I'm not great about updating my website. I need to get better about it. But I'm at pagewesley.com. I'm also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com/slash/pagewesley, or at pagewesley on Twitter, or at rampagewesley on Instagram. Some other bitch named Paige Wesley took the regular Paige Wesley Instagram. Oh, what so, a bitch. Yeah. Or I'm, uh, for my other show, I'm at Cult Podcast Show for uh, Twitter and Instagram. And we don't have a website for that yet. 
Ooh, tell me. faster than we anticipated. How long has that podcast been going on? Only since August. Oh, cool. So not super long. Yeah. That's good, though. It's like... We're having, like, our first fan meetup the 24th in San Diego. Yeah. That's great. So our... um, Do you go to, like, conventions with that or anything? Like, a fan meetup, what's Nothing that? Nothing yet. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing a fan meetup because we seem to have, like, a lot of fans in one spot. Because it's one of those things where we're like, we have so many fans and none of them live close to each other. Um, except that a lot of our fans seem to live in San Diego or the surrounding areas. So we're kind of trying that first to be like, well, if this works, maybe we can do one in L.A. So... Cool. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, they had a fan meetup without us one time where we <laughs> mentioned a restaurant on the show that was kind of in the San Diego area, and then they sent us pictures from that restaurant. We're like, look, we went. So, um, dude, we're that's sweet. This time, like, we get to be there. <laughs> oh my but, God, that's so cool. Like, you have to let yeah. me know how it goes. When is your meetup? Totally. Uh, uh, February 24th. Oh my god, cool. We're so... taping like a special episode there, not live, but we went to go tape with someone in San Diego, and then me and one of my co-hosts are doing uh, comedy at the Madhouse Comedy Club that night, and then we're doing the meet, like a meetup in between. Cool. So. Sorry, my, my cat just, I let her back in the room because she was like clawing at the door, and then she decided to like run for the microphone. You have, Paige has cats, too. One of the shows we do together occasionally is this, like, crazy cat lady Perfectly show. Perfectly sane cat ladies. Perfectly sane yeah. cat ladies. The last thing I wanted to ask you about before, because we, we only have, like, ten minutes or so, and I wanted to ask your opinion of the um the other news that came out recently and, like, literally, I'm going to kill my cat. No, I'm not. Like, you guys listening, I'm not a cat killer. It's just that every time I start a train of thought and I move her, she's, like, she's trying to grab something. I don't I don't know what she's doing. You know how it is. Pa- yeah, yeah I, I don't know the thought process. And now the dog's like, I'm going to run barking. over here really fast. Just, I don't understand what's in their head. Like, I feel like they're just, like, on a constant acid trip. Oh, yeah. Constant sure. acid trip. So yeah. the other news was that the Game of Thrones creators are going to be directing the Star, the next Star Wars trilogy. Did you hear about that? I barely heard about that. I hadn't had a huge amount of time to read into it. I'm I'm not mad at it. <laughs> like I, I I mean Game of Thrones is good. My only complaint about Game of Thrones is that there's so many characters and it moves incredibly slowly. But that's also the source material. <laughs> like the books have way too many characters and move super slowly. But that said, I still enjoy watching it. Like it's done pretty well. Are so, you a game of I'm So you're a fan of the show? Um, I'm I'm a fair weather fan where I feel like I tune in when I know something big is gonna happen. Uh-huh. And then I spend the whole time being like, So who is that again? Why are we fighting? Like I'm I'm real bad about keeping up with who's mad at who. Did you read the books? I tried reading the first one and then got distracted, and it has sat on my bedside table ever since. I haven't read them. I've, I'm not judging you. I was just curious because I was wondering if you, like, read them and you're like, I already know what happens, so, like, I don't... <laughs> no, I don't know what happens. Um, they kind of remind me of, like, I don't know if you read a ton of Tolkien. 
I so couldn't get through Tolkien, I'll admit it. Me neither. No, I'm the same way. And so they're kind of a lot like that, where I'm just like, oh, this Fellowship of the Rings traveling bullshit is really getting me down. <laughs> um, so I kind of struggled with it. Like, I was, I don't know, I've been way better about reading, like, sci-fi dystopian stuff than... I am necessarily about fantasy stuff. Yeah. Like, I read all of the Chronicles of Narnia. I've enjoyed those. But, like, and I read The Hobbit, but I, I tried getting through Fellowship of the Ring, and I was just like, if I have to read one more chapter about them walking and eating hardtack, then, like, I'm done. Oh, my God. So, Did you read yeah. Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, I read all of Harry Potter. So, I felt um, like what the fourth book, when they were at the, when they were at the World Cup, that chapter, it felt really oh, long. Oh, for fucking ever. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I feel like Lord of the Rings is just like all the Harry Potter chapter about the World Cup, but worse. Right, but it's just a whole, like, three books about it. Yeah, and um, I imagine Game I of Thrones is the same. Potentially, as an adult, if I tried to go back and read um, Lord of the Rings, I might enjoy it more. But as a kid, I was just like, can somebody kill somebody or shoot somebody <laughs> or cast a spell or something, please? And, like, I don't know, Harry Potter came out when I was, I was already basically in high school, I think, when, when Harry Potter came out. So by the time I was reading it, I was old enough to be like, this is a fantastic universe that they created. So I think that one for me was a little easier to stomach. Yeah. Um, I mean, Narnia is the same way. Like, my probably my favorite Chronicles of Narnia book is Silver Chair, which is like eighty percent traveling as well. But the thing that they seem to do a little bit better is that like every like every chapter you have to read about them traveling, they also get somewhere. Right. It's not <laughs> just walking. Yeah, exactly. I've done a lot of movies I've acted in where it's just been like a lot of hiking shots, and I feel like that's it's just like what. Yeah. No one wants to watch this. No one gives a shit. Did yeah. you read? I'm so. I'm just like asking you question upon question. No, like, totally. like it's like a speed dating session here. But did you read any of the Star Wars books? Like the non-canon. Did. You did. Yeah. Well, I've read. I think almost aside from the most recent three, Rogue One, Force Awakens, and Last Jedi, I had read all of the novelizations of the films. But then I'd also read. A couple that bridged the time between the prequels and the original trilogy. But as a kid, I got super into Junior Jedi Fighters, um, which is like Luke's Jedi school. So Last Jedi was fascinating for me because I'm like, I this, this was also in the books, but um, Han and Leia had two kids. And one is named Anakin, and I forget what the girl's name is. So it's it's almost like they kind of, you know, reduced those two characters into one character, who is now Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my and God. And in the books, Anakin was kind of on the edge, where he was like, maybe he'd go bad, maybe he wouldn't. So parts of Last Jedi and Force Awakens feel very familiar to me because of that. Interesting. What Which book is that? Um, I want to say they're called Junior Jedi Fighters. Oh, I might have to... They're like kids' books. I I say kids' books. They're like chapter books. Like, you know when you're in, like, 
know. They're like, like the young, young adult reading things. Yeah. Yeah, like, I read some like of those. Not quite teenage. Like, I would say, like, third through fifth graders. Like, nine to twelve. But those stories um, are so good, and those were, like, the best years of my Star Wars obsession. very well done, yeah. Well, and it was also a, kind of a weird time in, like, Star Wars film history where the prequels hadn't come out yet, um, and they were doing kind of the re-releases of the remastered versions of the original. Um, so there was kind of this, like, Star Wars energy around where people were into it, but we hadn't had a new Star Wars movie since the 70s. Yeah. Um, so everything was based around the original trilogy, and, like, what happened to those characters after, who those characters were related to, who their kids were, and then the prequels kind of changed everything, because you're just like, oh, well, who are these people now? And so now they had to, like bridge the gap in between I will say the novelization of some of the prequels is actually better than the movie where you're like you know what if they had made this I would have been in it (laughs) this would have been great Um, they kind of do a little bit of story cleanup in some of those novelizations so I wish I could just go back in time and do some podcast episodes you know like that'd be cool (laughs) To go back into, like, the late 80s and see what people were thinking? Well, my parents... So, my parents are... Well, my dad is a Star Wars fan. My mom is a Star Trek fan. Me too. Uh, My dad and mom saw the original trilogies in theaters. Like, opening night. So, they went together to Empire Strikes Back when it came out. And they were, like, the second showing of the night. And a guy came out of the first show and it was like, Darth Vader's Luke's dad. Oh my god. Chased him down the parking lot and beat the shit out of him. Oh my god, so that's he was a like great the story. First spoiler. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I wouldn't so. support that. I probably would have thrown some kicks in handmade tale style. <laughs> there you go. Well, blessed be. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. I feel like we should have those people. The Tale the book. Oh my god, I loved it. Yeah. I well I'm just excited because like I read it in high school and Uh you know they don't they don't really answer all the questions in the book. No, no. So it's it's like years later all the questions are getting answered. Right. As opposed to every other franchise where you're just offered questions with no answer. That is correct. But I do my feel mom like had mm-hmm. me read it in high school. Really? Yeah. Well, wow. my mom is a high school teacher, um, but also like, like no, I wouldn't say secretly feminist. <laughs> I would, I would say that like, I mean, women of her generation have a different relationship to feminism than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think while my mom would not necessarily enjoy that word, uh, she was very invested in me being a strong girl. Right. And so she had me read that, but then also like 1984 and stuff. So that's I think that was the best book that I read in all of high school, honestly. 1984 or Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale was really good. I also uh, I read Color Purple, and that was incredible. Good. It was super sad, but like very well done and compelling for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think I liked those two and. I read one or two, like, Barbara Klingsolver books for, like, a 
book group fort or something because they were on the AP list. And those were interesting as well. I kind of, I was very fortunate that I had my mom, but then also a great AP English teacher that was really like, read this, read all of this. In class, we're doing Rosencrantz and Gildersturm are dead, but you guys need to read these four other things. Oh my God. So, I was an yeah. AP too. No wonder we're critical of things. I, it, it, it turns you into kind of a bad person to see movies with, for sure. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, I read all the Fifty Shades books and would just routinely throw them against the wall because I was angry. <laughs> I haven't read them, but you know who did? My mom. <laughs> don't uh, tell anyone. My mom refuses to read them. I don't know why <laughs> my mom... Somebody, like, recommended them to her, and she just reads a lot, so I think she... She also read Twilight because they were recommended to her. Twilight is, is mildly hilarious. I read Twilight when it came out. Um, and even as I was reading, it was like, these are terrible, but I can't put it down... <laughs> Um, and my sister and I both read Fifty Shades and tried to get my mom to read them because we were like, these are ridiculous. You'll love them. And she refused. She was like, it's not about the sex. I just refuse to support bad literature. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so good. That yeah. My mom yeah. did. My mom also, she's pretty conservative. She did only read the first one, but she was upset with the book and it, she also said, it wasn't because of the sex. It was because it was bad writing. Yeah, 100%, and it only gets worse. Oh, God. I don't know why they're still making those. Well, I, Well, I, I do. Mean, the, the movies are much more palatable than the book. Like, it's one of the few cases where if someone asks, they're like, what's better, the movies or the book? I'd be like, just watch the movies and save yourself <laughs> the mental anguish. Um, but it's... There are parts of the book that are compelling, even in their, even even in their badness. You're just like, yeah. But uh, I don't know. The second one has a the best sex scenes, but b the worst plot lines. <laughs> Where there's like good sex scenes, but then like the whole book, she'll be like, "I know we just had sex, but tell me about your childhood trauma." And you're like, "Bitch, give him a second. <laughs> Come on. Well, I guess you can't Rock have your cake off. and eat it, too. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's And there's a whole, like, her most two-dimensional character is the guy, and even he is mostly cardboard. Oh, my God. So. Well, yeah. we've given you guys listening a lot of other things to watch and read besides Star Wars. If you still need to take a break, get your mind off of it so you can cleanse and come back. Come but back pure for the next back, film. Exactly. Um, well, thank you so much for being on this podcast page. Of course. Thanks for having me on. And don't forget to check out her podcast. I'll put links to all of the things that you mentioned at the bottom here on the SoundCloud. And Yay. stay tuned for another episode next week. And catch Paige at one of her shows that you can find on her site. She's hilarious. It's going to be great. And we're going to have more news on Star Wars coming up. Thank you again. And may the Force be with you.